Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to the channel. This episode is sponsored by Upside. I'm going to tell you guys right now, we're going to start off something just a little bit different than uh, Russia and Ukraine, but it is very important. So there was a leaked audio clip that has come out by the Chinese Communist Party, their top brass. They were discussing military plans for a Taiwan invasion. Now, the meeting discussed the roadmap of a normal two-war transition plan by the Chinese government leadership and what it would take to actually succeed in Taiwan. They believe they would need roughly 140,000 military personnel. I say roughly. It literally says 140,000, so not roughly. 140,000 military personnel, 953 ships. Yes, this is very down. I mean, we're talking not 950 plus. 953 ships, 1,653 units of unmanned equipment, 20 airports and docks, repair and shipbuilding yards, 14 emergency transfer stations, and resources such as grain depots, hospitals, blood station, oil depots, and gas stations. They have legitimately thought out the entire process in which it would be needed for the invasion of Taiwan down to blood stations. How many blood stations they will need? Now, for me, it's kind of hard to actually... I, I, I don't think that this is something they would want to do right now, and I think they're rethinking actually doing it because of what's gone on inside of Ukraine and how difficult it has been for a large Russian military to go after a small Ukraine military. You know what I mean? And this time they'd be going after a, a, an island. Now, that's why they had 20 airports and shipbuilding yards and docks and blood stations of all things. So they've really thought out this Taiwan thing. This is a real thing. It is a real possibility. I just had to bring that out and show you guys. They are literally talking about it and they have it planned all the way down. Like nine, what was it, 953 ships? Anyway, this is kind of wild and shows you how much time some people have on their hands. But thank God for these people. The first image you guys see is Putin. He's meeting with an apparent soldier who's been receiving an award for being injured in combat. Okay, you know what? That's fine. Now, the crazy part is now the bottom image is the same individual who was apparently the same soldier. But now this time he's a worker inside of a factory. Okay, I thought it was a coincidence. Random, you know, random coincidence. But then I found these. And look here, just for a minute, I'm going to let you guys just take a gander at these things. Now, look at the people labeled number whatever, one through four in these images. Yes, what you are seeing is legitimately staged photos using the same people to try and show Putin hanging out with ordinary Russians for photo ops. And it's just the same people over and over again. So remember those, those people one through four from the previous images? Now, these are the same people here again, except this time they're just hanging around a campfire. Because he cannot risk the chance of being in the presence of a regular Russian civilian for some reason. It's kind of goofy, and I, and I give these people a round of applause for, for actually taking the time out of their precious lives. Like you only have so many heartbeats and so many breaths to take, and they're finding stuff like this. So as I'm sitting here inside of my office talking about a war that is thousands of miles away. So. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and switch over to the sponsor of this episode. Thank you so much to Upside. 
So as you guys do know, inflation is hitting us really, really hard and hitting us where it hurts the most. And it actually really does hurt. And that's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who is buying a gas, groceries, and dines out, which is me and every single other person who is watching this video. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. So I'm going to show you how well this app works and how great it is to find deals near you. I'm going to pick a random city right now. Let's say Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, we're going to go ahead and press search inside of this area. And look right now, out the gate, I could save 15 cents a gallon at Exxon. And the best part is, right when you press claim, it gives you directions from your current location on how to get there. This is a fantastic way for me to save money personally because I'm always traveling and it gives me a way and the ability to plan my routes out and I will know exactly where I could find the cheapest gas and save the most money. So to get started, all you have to do is download the Upside app inside the App Store and or Google Play. Upside is a no-brainer. What are you going to do with all the cash you guys save? Use my promo code SPEAKTHETRUTH, all caps. You know, you see it right here on the screen. Speak the truth and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for what you've been buying on Upside. Check in at the businesses, pay as usual with a credit card and or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. You need to check them out. Go data them. Go use a code SPEAKTHETRUTH at checkout. Save yourself some cash and get some cash back on the stuff you guys are constantly buying. Food, transportation, and entertainment. Do it to it. Click the link at the very top of the description. This thing is available for Android users and Apple users alike. So go to your app store and download it. That is right. Go download Upside and use the code SPEAKTHETRUTH. Thank you so much for Upside for sponsoring this video. All right, thanks for coming back over here. If you guys were wondering how much the Russians were actually panicking about their ability to keep up with the war in Ukraine, well, I've got something to share with you and make sure to watch it all the way through and pay attention to exactly what he says because once again, this man is furious. He is fierce. He is ready to come out of his boots and fight every single person, well, here in America and in the West. So they're so worried about their ability to keep up facilitating the materials for the war, they're claiming to have to move to, to using nuclear weapons once again. Why is this always the, the go-to for them? All right, we're losing the battle. Nuke them. This is nuke them. They're, they're like the people in North Korea. Like You're not going to use them. We know you're not going to. There was no need for you to use like, The only reason for them to actually use them is if someone used them, like use them, like use nukes on them. And no one's going to do that. So there's absolutely no reason for them. I can see them doing it possibly if they're losing. Like if they're losing so bad and they have to save face for being the most powerful. Like he even said it. They can't even make two Iskander missiles like right now, ICBMs. They can't even make them every single month. Because why? Sanctions are killing them and they know it. And it's making them so mad. Anyway, they also claim that America wouldn't hit back if nukes were used. That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. We, we use nukes. In, in, in World War II. And we did it. I don't know if a lot of people... Yes, we did it. It wasn't a good thing. A lot of civilians died. But in the end, the, 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 the numbers that it saved of American troops was a roughly 2 million because we were going to have to go after the island of Japan itself. Now, everybody should know that if you know a little bit about history. It did kill a lot of civilians, but it did what it was supposed to. It ended the war. That being said, if you hit America with nukes, I don't really know what's good. I, I, I hope... I pray for the world at that point. 
But I do want to share this clip with y'all showing one of the most recent trench systems that has been taken over by the Russians. And I believe it's actually in the area Popozna, which would make a little bit of sense. Uh, I feel it's important to share some of this with you guys. So some of you guys have actually never been inside of a, a trench. You have an understanding of how large they can be and how well built they are. Now, I personally have fought in multiple old Russian trench systems. Yes, old Russian trench systems. I fought in many of them in Afghanistan. And I can assure you right now that while you're inside of them, you don't have much to worry about. They are somewhat difficult to fight out of, 100%, like because they're kind of somewhat kind of tall. But they are great to move in between certain areas without directly exposing yourself to contact. I'm, I'm not going to go into the entire story, but I used one one time while receiving really heavy contact to go get batteries. Yes, batteries of all things. So we're going to be moving over to the eastern side of the country with the old mapping system. And not much has happened around Kharkiv and Odessa or Kyrgyzstan. Nothing like that. Not a lot. Okay. They have been rebuilding a lot of their forces down inside of the Kyrgyzstan area. I will say Sumy. Okay. Sumy and Chernihiv were both uh, hit with, with, with artillery over, over the night. Now, I don't know if the Russians, I did read an entire article, I don't know how, how true it is, but people are trying to now start coming out and saying that they might actually restart an offensive inside of that area, which I don't know if that's going to be the case. That seems a little far-fetched, but I just want to let you guys know, Chernihiv and Sumi both were hit overnight with artillery. So we're going to start near Lyman. Now, Russian forces have continued to advance in the direction of Lyman, have captured over 50% of the city thus far. Now, Ukrainian troops are currently withdrawing to the southwest of this city to avoid being trapped, and we will likely see Lyman fall here very, very soon. Now, that is not a very good thing if you're on the Ukrainian side, but I believe we're going to look at the, we're going to look at the 3D mapping here in a second. I'm going to show you guys a little bit why I think they could be doing this. As you could tell, this is the, the area they have taken in the last 24 hours. I believe that this is more of a, a, a planned retreat. So the troops that were inside of Lyman had to have known that they weren't actually meant to hold the city, but were there more or less to try and slow the incoming Russian forces. They would have been no way of getting any resupplied due to all the bridges being blown out already leading across the river. So this was for sure a planned retreat. We know the Russian troops have raised the DPR flag over the city administration building inside of Lyman, which has been geolocated back towards the city center. So the area we're about to go look at when it comes to 3D is going to be roughly about this. Okay, I want to show you guys why they are possibly pulling back, okay, uh, south, southwest. Now, Slovinask is to the southwestern side of Lyman. This purple line you guys see right here is going to be the Donetsk River, okay? Keep note of that. It's very crucial, and there's a reason why they're doing this. I believe personally. I'm not saying I'm like the end-all, be-all when it comes to strategy, but let's just take a look. All right, so here is Lake Lyman right here off to the northwest side of the city of Lyman. The Russians basically control everything you see here. Now, if you guys are looking north, the area they were coming through, it's pretty much this farmland and low hills. It's not really rough terrain. You can see all the way through here. Nothing really too crazy for them to take. Now we're going to rotate and shift all the way south here. And look at the ways, or the way, excuse me, the Ukrainians have been taking as they are retreating back to the next town of Slovinask. So this is the main route they are taking. Driving through these woods right here and driving all the way through, or driving all the way through here to the Ninets River. As you guys can see, this is the bridge I was talking about. This bridge is currently blown out. It's not going to be showing on this map as being blown, but it is. Okay. Now, if you look off to the to east here, or should be to the west, you guys see these hills. They follow the entire Donetsk River. You guys see this all the way down. It is going to be extremely difficult to get across this area. 
And I'm going to tell you right now, there is going to be heavily fortified positions all the way up here. I mean, you can see the roads already on the side of these hills, okay? I promise you these are going to be leading to trenching systems like we saw. Like, look at, look at this. This hill you're seeing right here on the right side of the screen, it's overlooking the main route that is coming across right there, okay? It is pretty crazy when you look at it like this. It gives you a better understanding because as, as far as you go on the Donetsk River, it gives you more of an understanding on how difficult it's going to be for the Russians to actually get across this thing, even as we're moving east here. Now, this area right here is a little lower. This is probably the area you're going to try to see them cross in the near future. If it was me. That's, that's just one thing. But with that being said, you're going to have overwatch positions set up all along this thing on these ridgelines by the Ukrainians, so they're going to know the movements that the Russian forces on the ground are going to be making. So that is something to also keep note of. But this is Slovenia. I believe this is going to be where the next major uh, battle is going to take place. But this, this major ridgeline you guys see right here, this hilltop, this is a very key piece of terrain that I would assume the Russians are going to want to take from the Ukrainians here very soon. We're literally sitting on top of that hilltop looking over Lyman right now. You can see everything coming in. This is a better way to look at it. Switch back over to the normal man's map, the one we always use. I have added some more stuff, okay? So you guys see the little yellow, the little yellow pockets, the little yellow circles for you. Those are going to be heavily contested areas, okay? So you have an understanding of, of, of where the major battles are taking place right now. Now, the situation around Papazna has been deteriorating somewhat for the Ukrainians over the last 12 hours or so. The 76 Guards Air Assault Division is currently the spearheading element for the Russian military that is in charge of this operation alongside of the Wagner Group. Yes, the Russians are working alongside the Wagner Group. I talked about this a couple days ago. They the, the highest-ranking Russian general to ever have been KA inside of this conflict ended up being a civilian that was flying SU-24s, I believe, or 25s for the Wagner Group. So, currently the Ukrainian military is inside of this area, uh, is, is, is outgunned, 100%. And they're outmanned. And I believe this is due to the fact that they had uh, taken time for Ukrainian reinforcements to come back in because they were shifted up near Bilorvika, I believe, to help fend off the Russians that were, that were coming across uh, the river. You, you remember about a week ago that happened? I mean, we can literally look at this if you guys are, are new. I believe a lot of the men were actually shifted up here to Bilorvika. Now, a lot of them had to come back, and I believe that's, that's, that's been a, a major reason why the Russians have been able to push through so quickly. Now, what the Russians honestly should have done is probably started in Papazna, the offensive inside this area, at the same time they were doing the river crossing. That would have, that would have literally made it to where they'd been met with less resistance on both ends. I'm just throwing this one out there. Hindsight's 2020, I know, but if they would have started the Bilovica crossing across the river, and also, which by the way, I just realized something, that area we looked at earlier is that lowlands. So they already attempted to cross there on that 3D map. I just now realized that. Wow. But if they would have started doing that at the same time they pushed out of a Papazna, I promise you guys, it would have looked a lot differently than what it is right now. But it is very clear that the time, this time, their intended goal is to gain control of the main routes along with cutting off severe deaths. Now, the road is a must-capture for Russia and a must-hold for Ukraine. That is this main road coming through right here. Now, they set up this checkpoint, okay? But apparently, the Ukrainian military was able to destroy this checkpoint, and roughly 50 Russian soldiers have been said to be KA and or wounded. Now, I have manned a few checkpoints, unfortunately, in my life. I'll tell you right now, they're a terrible man, and I absolutely would never want to do that ever again. And I highly doubt that they had this many men on the checkpoint, but who knows? It is Russia. And the checkpoint was supposed to be just outside of right here, Vasilvika, another one. Here's like the third one I've seen inside of this country. It was roughly right here, okay? 
They're not there anymore, but somehow they actually made it to the road. And I'm going to assume, as we all know, you know what? Let's go ahead and look. Just just for just because. We're gonna go back over to the Topo map. This is the area. This is the, the area we we're just talking about where that checkpoint took place. I'm gonna tell you right now, they probably were engaged by one of these hilltop positions all along this ridge line that we talked about. It's gonna be one of the hardest areas for them to take over the next coming weeks. So I hope you guys did enjoy this video over here on the channel. I do love you guys, and I will see you guys tomorrow with another episode.